Hey, everybody. Welcome to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. Uh, it's been a little while since the Steelers have played. A week to be uh, uh, 100% accurate on that. They played the Thursday night week 14 game. Got down 29-0. Um, rallied and nearly nearly made uh, history. Um Pat Fryermuth had the ball in his hands. And, of course, there's no guarantees we would have gotten the two-point conversion and gone to overtime anyway. But sure as hell made it interesting because, uh, boy, that game was ugly in the first half. Um, I uh, have Ian here with me tonight, and uh, we assume Ben will be coming along at some point. Um, but, yeah, lots, uh, lots to talk about here. Hopefully we started recording on time. My live thing just started clicking here but uh anyway uh Ian where do we even begin with this team uh six six and one now uh I think most people are pretty much under the premise that they've got to win minimum minimum three out of the last four if not four out of four (sighs) what the hell's going on I'm I mean you know you always want to say anything can happen but like the way this team is playing how how poorly they're starting games on both sides of the ball like just you know the the if you can't stop the run it's gonna be a long day for you and it's been a long day for like shockingly i don't know how we did this but like the two best running teams we played in cleveland and baltimore we slowed down and then we let I mean Dalvin Cook's good, but we let Minnesota yeah. run all over us. We let Cincinnati run all over us. We let the Chargers run all over us. And even the Lions broke some big ones against yep. us. And and the Bears had some success on the ground too. So it's like, you know, the I don't know I don't know what they're this team is so like schizophrenic or bipolar or whatever whatever analogy you want to use mm-hmm. that they're all over the place, right? That like are they good? Are they bad? I guess that's what a 500 team is though, right? They're either, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad and they're kind of just in between it, it. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of, of like mediocre play on this team. It's either they're really good or they're really bad and there's not a lot of middle. So I guess, I guess to use a, a mathematical term, you know, there's a lot of standard deviation, right? There's a lot of play on both ends of it. There's not a lot of, of, you know, yeah playing to the middle there's a lot of play on both ends and i think that's what's frustrating because you know you watch how this team plays in the second half of games and you're like holy crap why don't we play like this in the first half maybe we could have done something um i mean other than the second half of the game against the Bengals, which that whole game was just terrible but like you know the the second half against minnesota um you know the second half against the chargers um it just yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, this, I can't wrap my head around what this team is. You know, they want to establish mm-hmm. the run, but yep. then they doesn't work because our line play sucks, and it's mostly on the line. It's not on Najee Harris. I mean, I've I've no. said this before on this show no. that Najee having Najee Harris on again this offensive line is like having a Cadillac in a trailer park, or maybe a Ferrari in a trailer park might be a better analogy. Yeah, that it's, I'm with you. You know, it's just like there's just nothing around him that you know he's a he's a stud and he's out there doing everything he possibly can sometimes trying to take on four defenders at once while the line stand they're like oh what are we doing uh, you know so um but you know the the one stat uh that I, I looked into because i don't remember sometime over the course of the last week 
you know, they asked Matt Canada, they being the media, asked Matt yeah. Canada and Ben Roethlisberger and even Mike Tomlin about like, well, do you want to use the no huddle early? Or do you want to go to the no huddle earlier? Things like that. And, you know, one of the things they said was, you know, the beginning of the games, those first like 15 plays that they kind of script out, right. that a lot of that is sort of gathering information that you want to run a bunch of different formations and different sets yeah. just to try and see how the defense is going to line up. So that then later in the game, if you go back to that formation, you're like, okay, the defense is lined up this way. We think we can exploit this. Even if you lined up and ran the ball the first time you saw the defense was lined up, you can throw it the second time if mm -hmm. you saw a mm -hmm. the safety cheating or something like that. So I went and looked at the last four games, because Ben didn't play against Detroit, so I threw that one out. But the last four games, um, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Vikings. Right. When did we run our 15th play of the game? Only once against the Chargers do we actually run it in the first quarter. Um, <sighs> because we had that, like, 13-play drive. Right. The Ravens, we didn't run our 15th play of the game until less than a minute left in the second quarter. That's right. We had all those three and outs. So on average, over the last four games, our 15th play hasn't been run until almost 19 minutes into the game, like 18 minutes and 50 seconds, right? Like the 11-10 mark of the second quarter yeah. is when our, our average 15th play of the game has been over the last four weeks. And that's why we're starting to – because like, if you figure you have those first 15 scripted – if you want to ask, why are we starting slow? Okay, mm -hmm. you want to come out and gather some information, fine. But you can't give a, a quarter plus of game time away for gathering information. At some point, you have to go out and attack them, too. It's, 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 like, it's like the U.S. military trying to gather information on a nuclear strike, but, but the strike is like two seconds from hitting. You know, I, I mean, that, that, that's what it feels like at times because – you know, we saw us get behind quickly against Minnesota. We saw it with Cincinnati. And, yeah, this whole gathering information thing. Um, and, and, you know, to boot, the defense is playing like shit too Yeah. Uh, early in these games. And, you know, I, Dalvin Cook, very good running back. I mean, God, that could have been Dane Cook. It could have been Ron Cook. I mean, it could have been any <laughs> Cook running through those holes. Have you ever seen Pittsburgh defenses get get gashed the way they did Thursday no. night? Oh my God! It was it was maddening, uh, and and yeah. I mean I was I was happy to see Minka like so fired up. Yes, some emotion. That, like, like you know, what the hell are you guys doing in front of him? Like, there's only so much he can do playing thirty yards off the ball from a free safety position. Oh my it's, God! You know, he's like, okay, I'm I'm your leading tackler because yeah. none of the eleven or none of the ten guys in front of me are making a tackle. And it's like, I have no idea where the linebackers are. I mean, okay, I understand if they're bringing in an extra tackle, mm -hmm. um, you know, plus a fullback that the Vikings use and the right. Ravens use and, you know, some of the other teams use, right? So mm -hmm. you bring in an extra tackle, both Minnesota and Detroit did that to, you know, put two actual offensive linemen on TJ Watt, which apparently is a good strategy now. Um, and then, and then, you know, plus a tight end, a fullback, Four down linemen aren't going to be able to, you know, stop a running play when you have eight blockers or seven blockers, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's probably not going to happen, especially when you're running those wide zones. What's not helping is on Dalvin Cook's like 29 yard touchdown run, right? That there was only one guy even in the screen with them <laughs> when three Steelers defenders attack the same gap. 
Like you, if you want to play gap discipline defense, like they did against Baltimore, you can't have three defenders attacking the same gap because he just cuts it back, and then you saw what happened. Yeah, right. Like you know, it's it's just it's it's execution and discipline and knowing your assignments. It's on it's both sides of the ball, right? You can say the same thing about the offensive line. Sure. Right? Like why sure. is Trey Turner standing there and letting two defensive linemen run past him? And hoping that Najee Harris can block both of them somehow, and that Ben won't get destroyed. Like it's it's. Did you did you happen to see Trey Essex comment on that? That he almost threw his TV through the wall. Or yeah, like it was yeah. Uh, Derek who who uh, uh, does does work for us, and he does some stuff for SI too. And uh, he was tweeting some of that stuff, and that's when when Trey Essex, the former Steelers guard, chimed in on it, and he he was about ready to die himself, and I. You know, if you go back over to the defensive side and you talk about Baltimore and it's like, how was it we were able to fill your fit gaps so well? And then we come back against the Vikings and it's like, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, it's I, it's I don't know. I, it, that's the part that drives me crazy. It's like I can understand if if mano a mano, you get beat. That happens. Yeah. yeah. Or but, even two on one. Right. Because they're yeah. double team in TJ and they're right. double team in Cam. So right. like those, you know, I understand even if you're a pro bowl, all pro player, you get double teamed. It's not easy to fight off two guys at once. No, no, it, it's not. And, you know, and, and, and I, I wrote this week about cam a little bit and I I'm starting to realize that he's unfortunately going to join that list of, of great Steelers that, that maybe never gets a super bowl um, or super bowl title at the very, very least. Um He's arguably playing his best season. Now, he's not necessarily statistically, but look at the double teams this poor guy is dealing with uh, on a case-by-case basis. Uh, oh, yeah. It's incredible. The fuck um, yeah. you guys I'd talking like to, about? I'd like to welcome this asshole into the program. Uh, ben has dropped in. Apparently, he's done uh, pumping iron. And uh, we, we were just talking about the um, – just this the sheer uh, madness that is how the Steelers one week can look decent against like a Browns running attack or a Ravens running attack, and then we see what we saw last week against the Vikings. And uh, well, they weren't you know, that solid against the Ravens. They just kept um, they kept Lamar Jackson in check. Yeah, and and they kept their passing game in check, and they managed to force enough third third down losses, if you will. Mm-hmm that they got the ball back and they could not for the life of them do that. Yeah. Short week had to travel, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, There's, there's a, uh, a strange lack of consistency there um, in particular along the defensive front, you know, as we've all acknowledged, Yep. uh, there's, there's a lack of, of uh, talent there due to attrition Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We've lost some players to to injury and um, as well lack of depth. I mean, yeah. Derek Tuska, why why is he playing? Why? I mean, honestly, I, I honestly, yeah. When you watch the tape last week, you, yeah, it's like okay, why is this guy out snapping uh, Taco Charlton, even though he's with the team, you know, just for a couple of weeks? He's a far better player, um, Charlton. I think it's probably going to stick around for a while, you know, and be a depth guy mm-hmm. uh, where Tiska, I don't even know if he's worthy of a spot on the practice squad. He's just, he's ineffective. He can't set the edge. He can't rush the passer. He can't, 
the list of can'ts, you know, so, goes so on and on. Yeah. 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 Um, let me, uh, since you're coming in here, Ben, let me, uh, uh, well, more importantly, what is it that you guys are drinking tonight? Uh, Ian, what do you have there tonight? I am drinking a Southern tier two X Christmas ale. Oh, I have on tap in my keg. Oh, good for you. All right. Here you really Christmassy and a little uncle nearest there, Ben. Yeah. All right. Very good. I, uh, I, I can't wait for another win. I went Thanks, straight to Johnny. The, I went straight to the Bradshaw Bourbon tonight. Um, I, I don't know when you I'm going to hard shit. I, I did. I don't know when we're going to win again. So I said, screw it. By uh, the way, I was in the liquor store last week and they had a rye Bradshaw Bourbon. Whoa, really? Yeah. Did you buy it? No. Why the but, hell not? <laughs> whoa. I but interesting. I, because I still have like half a bottle well, here that I need to finish. Okay, I, I have, have a another, bottle I, and a half. Over like here. I have another souvenir to get this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. I did not know that. That is interesting. Very. Yeah. I had not. Uh, I had not heard that one. Well, that's excellent. Um, let me. What the let hell, me get Rick? To... Rick, you're slipping. I'm disappointed <laughs> no. in you. I'm not Rick's, mad. Rick's too busy filming commercials. Rick, Ooh. yeah. You see Rick's commercial? Oh yeah. yeah I Check saw out it. the Rickster's commercial. That's right. Um, let's go back to Chase Claypool. Um, I know a lot must of people we? are are well. Yes, we must. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So stupid Ian, fucking kid. Yeah, I, I mean, he gets the the taunting penalty earlier in the game. Um, and, and then he, he makes the first down gesture and, you know, potentially costs the, the Steelers, maybe one more snap kind of a thing. Um, where, where is this Ian on your concern level with him? I mean, I'm, you know, we've always said that like, you can, you can overcome players stupidity off the field if they produce on the field. But right now, he's hurting us on the field. And this team is not... Uh, he had some pretty big plays. He had some Over big the plays. course of that game. He, he, he did both, in he my did, opinion. He did both, yes. Yeah. But his, his bad plays, I felt like, outweighed his good plays, too, right? Uh, like, he... I don't agree. Okay. Well, Ian, go ahead, and then I'll get Ben's perspective on it. All right. I mean, he has, what, one touchdown since, like, the middle of last season? That, like, he's not, you know, he's he's making catches, but he's not producing the, the big, long, explosive touchdown plays like he was at the beginning half of last year. Mm-hmm. He plays really small for his size, which is weird, considering in college he, like, bullied guys and used his yep. size to his advantage. Um, and I, I don't know, I just feel like, I, I don't know how the guy practices. His comment about music and practice makes me f- feel like maybe he doesn't practice all that hard. And I, but I feel like it shows up in games that he hasn't taken that sort of natural progression that we've seen other Steelers wide receivers be able to take. Um, and and maybe some of that is you know just not being on details. Like Deontay Johnson and Ben Roethlisberger are on the same. Like they're they're. Like Deontay can mind read Ben. Pat Fryermuth, who's a rookie, can mind read Ben. Like Pat Fryermuth has made some moves when Ben has tried to scramble around and extend the plays to get open and you know make things happen. Mm-hmm. And he scored a couple touchdowns that way. 
But like Chase Claypool can't even run the right route, and the Ben's throwing. It, it, I don't, they're just they they haven't been on the same page all year. They've had a bunch of miscommunications. It wasn't just like you know his actions in this Vikings game, but you know go back to the Bengals game where Claypool runs a fly route and Ben throws a back shoulder throw and it gets intercepted. You know it's it, they just haven't been on the same page all year, and I don't know if that's a lack of of you know paying attention in practice or you know there's a lot of immaturity there too obviously mm-hmm, but you know mm-hmm. that's what you get when you draft 20 year old kids instead of you know the Steelers in the their first round second round picks always draft underclassmen because they like those athletic guys with potential and upside that they can have yeah. you know Nad- Najee was a rare exception this year yeah yeah, yeah. so you know well he's a running back I mean, anyway I mean right he goes around for five years so yeah probably the, to make fuck it the athletic upside is still there with Claypool I just feel like he's not I don't want to say he's not trying. He's just not executing. Well, Ben, go ahead. What what was your take on on him Thursday hey, two, night? Two things. One, I do not think that he is. I think his success last year kind of went to his head, and he got complacent. I, I'm just going to say it. I I think that, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. I don't think he's working as hard this year during games anyway mm-hmm. as he did last year. He's not blocking downfield. He's not, he's not doing enough. The line of scrimmage either. Yeah, yeah. wide he's receivers not, in general aren't blocking. He's not. Yeah, he, he's not doing enough to sell fakes. He's kind of lazy. He he runs he runs bad routes. As Ian yep. pointed out, he's not on the same page with Ben a lot. Um, I don't know if he's not doing his film study. I don't know. There's something. There's something wrong there. But he did make some big plays. He other night as well that kept the team in the game. His natural ability won out, and he did some things that a lot of guys can't do. Now, he also did some dumb shit. He's 23. Yep. He does some dumb shit. Uh, the taunting penalty when there is a ref immediately to your left. You smack a guy with your right hand. The ref's right here standing next to you. Yeah. yeah. Fucking bonehead play. Yep. So he gets benched. Comes back in and does something dumb again later. You're in a two-minute drill. You don't do that. Then he tried to blame it on Trey Turner after the game. Well, I was, you know, I was doing my thing, and then somebody batted the hand, batted the ball out of my hands, and Trey Turner was there. And it's like, no, dude. Tra-. First of all, a Vikings player batted the ball out of your hand. Mm-hmm. Yes, that should have been a penalty. But when there's that much going on, you make yourself a target. That shit will happen. And guess what? It's not going to get flagged. You're an idiot. It's on you, Chase. You're an idiot. And Turner was trying to correct your mistake and get you back to the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. Did you guys? Well, you probably both saw it, but I'm going to read it anyway. The Tom yeah. one quote this week when he was asked about Claypool. Go ahead. It was long. He said, you know, we don't wait for stuff like that to happen to address it. That's built into our two-minute teachings at team development. And obviously, he had a misstep in that area. He had missteps in other areas. He's a young guy who's growing and developing in a lot of ways that can't happen fast enough for him, and it can't happen fast enough for us. We're going to continue to push that, that growth and development as long as he's a willing participant. He has been, and so we're just going to keep going forward. That can be said about a lot of guys. Absolutely. You know, these guys yep. don't come to you as finished products. That's another com- component of coaching that I embrace and we collectively embrace. It's the reason why we make what we make, and there's so many of us here because – these guys 
are less than finished products in most instances when we get them. And so there's a growth and development that has to take place. You guys are witnessing that growth and development in Deontay Johnson, not only in quality of play and skills relative to his position, but in maturity. He's a year Mm -hmm. older than Chase. And so that's going on all around us. We're seeing the pains of growth and development sometimes when young people have to participate. You see inconsistencies in Presley Harvin's performance. You know, we've had less than ideal plays from Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. But we know that we're pouring True. into something in all of these guys. And although there's some short-term negativity associated with the pain and discomfort of that, they go through in terms of growing and learning. And oftentimes it's negative. We know that to benefit individually and collectively of staying on task and them gaining that expertise and experience. It's reasonable to expect that some of those hiccups disappear and some quicker than others. And I, I don't know why he needed to, I do know why, because um, the media, the Pittsburgh media loves to fucking harp on these things. And the fans are, nay, cut, cut, cut. Listen to me, listeners. If any of you really thought the Steelers should cut Chase Claypool because of doing something that dumb and it was dumb stupid yep 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 you don't know what the fuck you're talking about i'll just say it straight up you don't you don't give up on a 23 year old kid because of immaturity you don't no. do it they didn't no. want to give up on no. martavis bryant they didn't have a choice he had a, an addiction he couldn't beat mm-hmm. they finally mm-hmm. said okay well this isn't gonna work well i you know i i thought tomlin addressed it well i think he thought about those comments, I think he knew he was going to get that question or those questions, and and I think he had a good statement ready to go. And and there's truth to it. You are using uh, a lot of young guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball right now, and there's going to be mistakes. There just are. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, Chase is in his second year, but yeah, even him, there's going to be mistakes. Um, but yeah, overall, you don't want to see the selfish type of stuff. Um, and it sounds like, it sounds like Ben had some good conversations with him or has had, um, you know, mean Joe certainly, uh, didn't hold back this week. He was on CBS radio this week and, and, uh, you know, when mean Joe talks, people tend to listen. So, you know, I'm hoping it's a learning experience. What's that Ian? How about, how about mean Joe's comments on Ben Roethlisberger? I didn't catch that. What'd he say? Oh, he was like. He's like, anybody out there who says that they don't want Ben Roethlisberger back next year doesn't know shit about football. Well, and, and, and you know, let me get to that. Let me let me first just mention that we are uh, very pleased to be sponsored by Deck Roofing of South Florida. Uh, Deck serves Broward in the Palm Beach, southern Palm Beach counties. Whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, or condos, and don't forget multifamily. Uh, contact deck roofing mixed use today. <laughs> mixed use mixed use visiting deckroofing.com. Um, well, okay, me and Joe, uh, let's let's discuss. Uh, gentlemen, uh, Ian, would you take Ben Roethlisberger back right now for 2022? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to give you any uh, uh, variables like they draft Kenny Pickett. Yeah, or yeah. they don't, you know, just honestly, just, like none of the quarterbacks yeah. in this draft class thrill me. Um, it's not a good know, class. It's, it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's not, not a good class. Great. No, no. Um, but you know, I mean, I would take, I would take Ben Roethlisberger over Mason Rudolph every day of the week. So oh, yes, God, if yes. that's, if that's yeah. my option of 
like they have Mason signed for another year now or having Ben back. Yes, I absolutely take Ben back. Um, you know, <laughs> that said, apparently Aaron Rodgers has this strange fascination with Pittsburgh that he's on Pat McAfee's show wearing like Pittsburgh Twitter personality t-shirts every week. Like he did it again this week. I don't know if you caught that. Um, he was wearing another shirt from another like Pittsburgh Twitter personality. And, uh, you know, so I mean, uh, personally, I think it's a troll job. I think it's a total troll job. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to get into flirting with other teams, quarterbacks or whatever. And, and, the, and I'll be honest here. I would not trade for Aaron Rodgers. I know he has years left on his contract. The only yep. way I would even consider Aaron Rodgers would be if he basically forces his way out of Green Bay into a situation where Green Bay cuts him mm-hmm. and then he's on the free agent market. But right. beyond that, I mean, so, yeah, I would. I so would you wouldn't give up multiple first round picks for a 38 year old quarterback? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Why not? No. Why not, um, Ian? I mean, I mean, what if you get a Super Bowl out of it? Isn't it? Isn't that worth it? What if? What if? There's that this team's not going to go to the Super Bowl. I agree. And and I, I, I think the whole premise that if you just add a quarterback and you're you're it's suddenly a Super Bowl team is yep. fucking stupid. Yep. Aaron Rodgers has had one of the best offenses in the NFL for as long as he's played there as a yep. starter. He's got one ring. And only been to one. He's only been those, to one Super yeah. Bowl and, too. And yeah. those those championships are really elusive, folks. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need a complete mm-hmm. team, all three phases, and the Steelers are not ready to compete. Mm-mm. They're not. No. What, Sorry. What, I love them, but they're not. Same thing with Russell Wilson. Why in the hell would that guy, who hasn't had a decent decent offensive line in years, why would he want to come to Pittsburgh? Because the I mean, arrow's up in Pittsburgh and it's down in Seattle. That's why. It is, but my God. I, personally, I love it because I live in the Pacific Northwest and Oh, Seahawks fans are a bunch of fucking whiners. So I think it's fantastic. Oh, sure. In that perspective, absolutely. I get that. Um, so, Ben, would, would Wilson would have you a have... no trade clause, though? Doesn't, wouldn't he have to waive that for a He doesn't have a no team. trade clause, so yeah. he can control it. But honestly, yeah. any of these premier players can control where they're going to go because all Pretty they've got to do is just say, I'm not showing up. Yeah. You can trade me there, but I'm not going. Uh, I'm not going to work with them on a contract extension. I'm not going to work with them on anything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, basically, if you force me to go there, I'll play for a year and I'm walking out. I'm not not going to hang out. And I'm not going to be happy when I'm there. So, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't trade for me. Just saying. Other well, than Deshaun so, Watson, who might go to jail. And then he has no – you're right. He has no control over where he goes. You know, that guy's a tremendous talent. But would you want him in Pittsburgh? Absolutely uh, not. No. No. Me no. I, uh, I agree. No. I no. agree. It's just it's there's just too much too much baggage mm-hmm. there. Um, Wilson, so Ben, what what would Wilson, you do? I would if, consider you know, Wilson. I absolutely. I would, would consider would Wilson. Consider. Oh sure. Uh, I, depending on what it cost. Well, um, and the difference with Wilson too is he's what thirty one. So I mean, there's some more playable no, years there. Okay, still he's five years yeah, younger it, than Rogers. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you get you get more seasons out of it. Uh, you know, and then, so you get something. Would I keep Ben next year? Uh, I agree with Ian. If the choice is um, Ben or Mason, I'm taking Ben every every day. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. it were up to me, I would cut Mason Rudolph at the end of the season and sign a, a different backup. I'm I'm done. He's had four mm-hmm. years Marcus and ten Mariota. starts. He's had four years. He's had ten starts. He is not. He's not an NFL starter. He's not. Period. No, I, the end. 
Um, I don't think he's he's well suited for this offensive scheme. No. But then again, I don't think Ben is well suited for this offensive scheme. I don't think he is at all. That's part of the problem. Right. You know, it isn't just that though. The offensive line is terrible. We know that. Um, they need an infusion of talent. The fact that they, you know, I was talking to people this week. I was like, you know, if they had just done like a, a mid-tier tackle, like a Kelvin Beecham, bring him back, put him in yeah. left tackle. Yep. Okay. Yep. Let Chukes and Banner duke it out for the right tackle spot over here. Draft Creed Humphrey instead of Pratt Firemuth. Yes, I just said it. Take care of your lines. Don't don't take skill positions in the first two rounds. Take care of your lines because your lines are not good. The Steelers would be in a lot better position right now. They could have taken a third down running back, and he could have been effective behind a good offensive line. This offensive mm-hmm. line sucks. We have yeah. a premier talent at running back, and he can't be effective because this line sucks. And this is the point I've been making, and I think you guys will agree. Sorry. But during the draft, it's like, okay, you take skill positions, but when the foundation of the unit is terrible, it blunts the impact of those skill position players. They can't do anything. Look at Ben. He's running for his life, and he can't yeah. run. That's true. He can't run. He's getting killed back there. Um, if if the quarterback can't get the ball off, the wide receivers can't catch it. Mm-hmm. If the running back doesn't get any holes. He can't be effective. Uh, you got a tight end that's a big target, good hands and everything else, blah, blah, blah. Long-term, all these skilled players they've taken are going to be good players. But this year was supposed to be Ben's last year. They needed to build up that foundation. They didn't. Arrogance bordering on stupidity. I don't know why more people aren't calling out Kevin Colbert for this approach. It was bullshit. Straight up. Well, and one of those things is to me is Zach Banner. Um, Ian, what what were the Steelers thinking? They, they they got really one half of an evaluation out of him, blows his ACL. They give him the two years and nine million. Uh, he's played which, four offensive snaps this year. Yeah, four. which which as we've discussed, you know those those two year deals that are backloaded in the second year are really one year deals with a team option for a second year. Very right? true. Because there's true. a a minimal salary cap hit if you you cut the guy after the first right. year. You know, I think I think they appreciated his contributions the you know what what he did the year before he got hurt when he was um, eligible. The tackle eligible, yeah. And they yeah. I think they said, wow. you know, he's trending in the right direction and we think we might have something here. You know, they gave him the was it the the restricted Holy the RFA shit. tender was they yeah. in first yeah. um yeah they they tendered him first and then um you know he he blew his ACL out so they really didn't get a, a year to no. evaluate him on that RFA tender so they kind of said okay we'll bring him back for a two year deal but it's essentially a one year deal that spreads his cap hit out a little bit um you know with a team option for a second mm-hmm. year um. But you're right. He hasn't. He hasn't done anything. And and I think I said during back during the draft that my worst case scenario for this team was that they were going to be like, oh yeah, we've got Banner and Chooks at tackle, and uh, you know whatever else, and, and we'll be we'll be fine. Um, granted, David DeCastro retiring, I think, threw a, a wrench into it everything. Did. It did. Um, and and Trey Turner, even now, is is nowhere near as good as even an injured David DeCastro was last year. Um, I agree. And, 
and yeah, Kendrick Green is just getting the shit kicked out of him every week. He doesn't and know how I to am, use his hands yet. And I am terrified of this matchup with him against Isaiah Simmons this week. Because he's going to get his ass kicked. He's going to get his ass kicked. And we're not going to be able to do anything. Interior pressure ruins offenses. And he, needs, yeah. he needs a whole year of being taught how to use his hands at center. Yeah. And, you know, this is what we're – what we, we've been talking about. I mean, long-term, yeah. yeah. he's going to be fine, in my opinion. He's got the you strength. Think? He's got the agility. Yeah, long-term. But short-term, he can't use his hands. No. He's not a guy who can do that. He's he's too slow back off the ball to be able to defend himself in those positions. And, I mean, even a guy like Montrevious Adams would, would hand him his. Well, I think he's he's got a lot on his plate. And, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I, I think he's trying to do a lot of things um, and he's trying to do them the best that he can. But there are situations where it's a technique thing. The hand, the hand thing is a thing. problem. But, but then the other part of it too, is you, you look at some of the film and my God, he's, he's, he doesn't touch anybody. Uh, pass blocking. Yeah. It, it could be and even that, run blocking. There's times when he that, like that, starts advancing. There's nobody there. Yeah. Because you know? he, He's unclear about where he's supposed to go. Right. I think part he's, of that is, is he touches people like a turnstile touches people. Part of yes. that is coaching. I, I'm sorry. Part of that is coaching, and I I blame I mean, Adrian Clem and Chris Morgan yeah. because it's like our guys are blocking no one mm-hmm. in the Minnesota game. They're standing there forming a pocket. A guy runs past them. Nobody even looks at him. They're like, oh, that's somebody else's guy. I got the guy over here. Well, I got the guy over here. Well, the guy who runs between the two of you. Who's blocking him? The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And then Ben gets killed and nobody even helps him up. I don't understand that for the life of me. I don't. You you know, the one guy who did it better than anybody else was John LeGlue. He was the first guy over to Ben several times. This is a guy that was the fifth or sixth freaking guard. Right. You know, Uh, it's like. I feel like we're we're teaching these guys how to walk and talk, let alone By the play way, offensive. Mark line. was right. Uh Banner has only played four snaps. Yeah. And 17 special team snaps. That's it. I I, I thought he played more than that because of no, the, the Moore injury. But right? he hasn't. No. No, it, it's just it's mind boggling. Um I you know, I'll, I'll say this about Dan Moore. Um he has some really bad reps, but he's got some good reps too. Uh, Dan Moore, I think, eventually uh, you know, is going to be a good tackle. I do tackle. too. I and think he is. I, it, it sucks that he got thrown in as early as he did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, because he would have been respectable in a year or two if they if they let him develop as a player before yeah. they just threw him into the fray. But. Yeah, you know, and, and, sometimes yeah. that's just kind of luck of the draw. That's what happens, and you got to do what you got to do, you know. And yeah. and he's learning on the job. Although, Yo, remember too, back in the preseason, I think we all said because of how bad Chooks was playing at left tackle in the preseason, oh, God. we all said like, at some point, is it worth throwing Dan Moore in there and just saying like, hey, he's gonna have, he's gonna learn on the job, he's gonna, he's gonna have some bad reps, but you know, at least you're building something for the future because chooks ain't it like no i think we all said that back in the preseason too mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know like like ben said because of injuries kind of dan moore got forced into the position but i agree you know he 
he has some really bad reps. He's not good against bull rushes, and you know he's got the the prototypical size for a left tackle. Just doesn't right. have the technique yet. But yeah, you know he's he's another guy that you know. He had some of the longest arms in the draft class, and that's something you can't teach, right? But if you can teach him how to use those, mm-hmm. then yeah, he can be a good left tackle. We just need someone who can teach him how to use his what he has. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see if he if he gets some work in with with some of the O line gurus in the offseason. You know, I mean, you, know. you would think he's going to because he's going to be right. a starter next year. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, uh, he's going to end almost, up starting 16 games this year, so he damn well better be given. Well, yeah, yeah. seven. Yeah, you're right, 17 games. Holy shit. Yeah, I, know, I keep forgetting that. Um, um, yeah. Hey, real quick, don't forget we uh, are very proud to be partnered with the Pigskin Podcast this. Network, and uh, of course, they deal greatly with our friends at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code TPPN. Bet one dollar on any team to score, and win one hundred dollars in free bets if they score. You score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Uh, and what I see the Steelers are a one-and-a-half-point underdog this week, by the way, uh, for those keeping track just, of course, well, for you know, other purposes. I'm thinking that somebody from the sportsbooks may have watched that game on Thursday. Possible. And that might have influenced that decision. Yeah. Very possible. Um, thinking about yeah, that. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. If um, uh, if the Steelers yeah. if the Steelers want to win, um, they probably should try and keep the score within like twenty one before they they let Ben start calling his own place. I'm just. I think it's a good strategy. Personally, if they just try and keep it, you know, sort of manageable, and then say, "Hey, Ben." It's the yeah. third quarter anyway. Just go ahead and, and go ahead and start calling whatever you want. Well, the, the the Titans, you know, they they don't have Derrick Henry, obviously, but they're still running the football. Um, and they're and, also down Julio Jones and AJ Brown too. So and Bud Dupree, yeah. Oh no, Bud. Now, now Aaron did the graphic this week, and and he did. You know, he likes to do the side did, by did he side. Use Bud? He used Bud and he used TJ. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I did. I laughed at him. messed up. Because uh, Bud's on laugh. injured reserve. Well, I, is he? I thought he was coming back this week, maybe. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's out Still for on. a while. Okay. Uh, it would have been fun. You know, as much shit as I gave Bud those early years, I really appreciated what right? he did for I, uh, I agree with you. And, and he hasn't know. done dick this season. No, he hasn't. But he did a lot. When he was in the Berg and he got he the contract, and I think you know what's probably going to happen is he's going to stay there as long as it takes to pay out his guarantees, and then yeah. out he goes. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. Um, defensively, you know, I, I, I mean, it sounds like they could get Robert Spillane back this week. Um, gonna have to check his status tomorrow with practice. But do you uh, want him? Well, I mean, I, I, no, see, it's like me, okay. Butler's talking about how happy he is to be getting the physical Robert right. Spillane back. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, but you have to actually run to the ball carrier before you can be physical. Mm-hmm. And Spillane doesn't really run very well. No. no or cover very well. This, or, yeah. I mean, it, but if, Devin Bush isn't very physical. So, 
Right, but he, he does it, a lot I of mean, Olays. Um, if there is a run going sure. through, let's just say the A or the B gap. Yeah. All right, and and Spillane is lined up inside. Yeah, he's he's good. It's all good. Um, it's going outside. No, he's not. No. Um, if he's got to chase somebody in coverage, no, he's not good. Uh, no, I. I I don't know why, honestly, I don't know why he's still on the team. Buddy Johnson, who's behind him, if it were me, since we, we were having the conversation before about Moore, I would play him over Spillane to develop him so he gets better, so that next year he can be an effective player. Especially because if they lose this week. They Robert lose this Spillane, week. Yeah. yeah. Robert Spillane get these kids in there. is at his ceiling. This is as good as he's ever going to be, yep. and he's not good. He ain't. I don't know why he gets as many reps as he does. Well, I think he does because he he more often than not knows what he's supposed to do. Whereas I don't I, I don't know that I can say the same every time for for Schobert and for Bush. Um, now knowing what to do is one thing, being able to make plays is another. Um, I think they they have to let Bush kind of work his way through this, and I, I don't know how long that, that's going to take because it needs to get worked through quickly. Um, but you know, Ian and I were kind of talking before you jumped on Ben that you know Minka was playing like twenty yards deep. I mean it, and making you know, all the tackles. Oh yeah. my God! At one that point, I thought he was lining up and that was embarrassing. Dakota, you know when you know? when Ryan Clark called him a fifth linebacker, he's right. Yeah. That was ridiculous. That was embarrassing. After yeah. the third or fourth tackle, when he got up and started screaming, Ugh. I was like, "Why are you yelling?" The guy just gained sixteen yards, and then I looked at him. I'm like, "Oh, you're pissed." Yeah, he That's was good. Yeah. He was, he was yelling at his own guys. Why yeah. don't you yell at your teammates to get into the fucking game? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what he was doing. I think well, you're I, right. I, I, yeah, I, I think, think that's right. exactly what he was doing. And, and I can't say I blame him because no. that no. was some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, uh, it didn't it didn't help, obviously, that TJ entered less than 100% and didn't no. play. And then, of course, you had Highsmith go out. And I, I mean, uh, <laughs> You know, we were an absolute shell of uh, of what we normally would be on offense. So, um, oh, Bud ben, Dupree has been designated to return from injury. Yeah, a Bud Dupree signing this week. Maybe um, that gives him three weeks, though, doesn't it? If he was on IR. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They have twenty one days. True. They could activate him on Saturday. Basically, what that means is he's practicing this week, but they have twenty one days to do mm-hmm. it. You're right. Um, hmm. what, huh. uh, Ian, what, what do you have any sort of opinion on what the hell's going on with Stefan to it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, there's just, I, you know, they're not going to tell I, us. I don't know. No, it's, it's yeah. not going to come out anytime during the season. I don't know that it comes out after the season. I, I, I it's tough. We miss you know? him though. Oh my God. A lot. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, Cam Hayward is busting his tail. I, and I Cam's so having a great season despite all that. I yes. can't believe it. I, I could not appreciate Cam Hayward more than I do this year. Um, but my goodness, think of think of maybe how much better he could be if Stefan Tuitt was in that lineup every week. God. Uh, so actually, I have a, I have a question. Something I've been mulling over in my head, and I meant to bring this up in Slack, but I forgot about it. So I'm going to bring it up now, live on the podcast. Do it. Is Cam Hayward the best defensive lineman we've had since Joe Green? Aaron Smith. 
Um, yeah, Aaron Smith was really Aaron underrated. Smith was was really really good. Aaron, Aaron Smith, Smith was almost could, impossible to block. Yeah, the the way Aaron Smith could two gap was was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Aaron links. Smith was really smart. He knew what the blocking scheme was before the snap, almost always. Yeah, and he never got washed out. He he would already be countering it before they even tried it, and you couldn't run him. You couldn't run on him. I mean, yeah. uh, he, he was yeah. the antithesis of, I'm sorry, Chris Wormley, who is very easy to run on. He is. Um, he's become a pretty good pass rusher. God bless him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he cannot control the line of scrimmage to save his life. Um, Smith was I, the only guy I was thinking when Ian asked that question. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, the, Joel Steed. What about, uh, what about Casey? Well, Casey was so primarily a nose. I mean, I the one thing with with Hayward, Casey I, early in his season could run, or, very me, early, early, early in you his mean career, like run from the table back to the buffet line. <laughs> no, or? no, yeah, no, no, no. Casey before he got to three three fifty, he when he was when he was a young player, he could run when he was you know in the three ten three twenty range. Casey could run when he came out of Texas. Yeah. And he could run some guys down. And then he got, you know, got later in the game. Okay. Mike Tomlin becomes coach. Shows Remember up for he, camp. He wouldn't even Casey, run the conditioning drills. Tells Casey, you're out of shape. Well, I get in shape over, over the course of camp. Well, you're not going to participate in practice till you get your ass in shape. So, yep. you're going on pup list. Start running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was Casey's introduction to Coach Tomlin. It was. There were a lot of guys that did not like Tomlin his first year as a coach. No, no, big switch from Cower. But but you know, again, everybody sings that that same old tune about he. Oh, he's a player's coach. He's too good for the too nice of these guys. He and, wasn't then. He no, was he sure dick. as hell wasn't. You know. I mean, it, all kinds of different rules. Those guys were like, this is bullshit. You know, they're yeah. at least they were used to Bill Cower, who was a player's coach. All the players loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the, the one thing I'll say to kind of close that conversation is um, that uh, Aaron Smith, Aaron Smith was a fabulous run defender. I mean, he's, but he never had more than eight sacks in a season. Whereas mm-hmm. Cam Hayward has had, uh, you know, a 12 sack season, a nine sack season, mm-hmm. an eight sack season, a seven and a half. Sure. Sack season. But you so, know, Cam for a long time couldn't displace Ziggy Hood. Well, I think some of that was, yeah, I guess the the first two years, right? That they had three they had Ziggy and Ziggy and three Brett Kiesel starting. Years. No, his third, like, year, his third year, his third year, Cam started thirteen games, so yeah. it, was, it was really his first two years. Okay, yeah. I, I, so, but yeah, I, I, I think there's something to be said for a guy that develops into something too, though. I, I think Hayward probably was a very uh a very I thought nice, before you know, but... Hayward became the starter that he should have been playing over Hood and had no idea why yeah. he wasn't because yeah, Hood was awful. That. Um he the Steelers for their part, they felt like you know he was a strong, experienced player and they wanted him there. He was one of the strongest players that's ever played for the team. And mm-hmm. couldn't do shit. And I think, yeah. you know, basically it probably just had to do with balance. 
He just wasn't yeah, at I, it. I, he he I played mean, in the middle of the guy. Ziggy could never play on a guy's shoulder. That was his problem. He played in the middle of a lineman, and he got blocked every time because he 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 could never he never figured out how to play off a guy's shoulder and play in a gap. Uh, almost as if it was a technique type thing. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how better to describe it, but like he was no, always locked up straight on a guy. He was never. He, halfway on you know what mm-hmm. i mean he went mm-hmm. to washington when he left and he went into right. a, a one gap 43 and he played better mm-hmm. he did uh he wasn't a lot better but he was better um uh, never never reached his first round potential if you will no 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 but you know he was uh, um better now cam i mean that was a great first round pick yeah, That's what terrific. a first round pick should be. The guy should be He's a foundational, yep. a foundational type player, a guy who yep. gets a second and third contract, even. You know, yeah. even a Lawrence Timmons. That was a good first round pick. A guy who yeah. gets who, who gives you five years and then gets another contract on top of that uh, and, and then plays it out. That's a good first round pick. Um, it's why I don't agree with with taking running backs in the first round because mm-hmm. I don't I mean if you do take Najee Harris and give him a second contract how effective is he going to be look at what Mike Tomlin has done to running backs oh, Willie yeah. Parker yeah Lady Bell I mean, he's yeah. Najee's um, already you know, up there in terms of total touches yeah no he he's going to lead all the rookies in touches yeah he might he's lead gonna, a, he might lead the league in touches yeah, he might yeah. lead the yeah it, the league in touches exactly Mm-hmm. As a rook, uh, yeah. it's just not. It ain't good. That and the guys that come out of Alabama, they've already got a lot of miles on them because they, they do. Saban do. does the same fucking thing. <laughs> just, yeah, runs the wheels off. Uh, Ian, what do you got for this week? Got the Titans coming in. Uh, they lead the AFC South. I think. What do they have? A one game lead over the Colts right now. Um, yeah, which is shocking. Actually, Najee's already leading the league in total touches. Two they, games. They have a two-game lead. Over the, the two-game lead. Okay. Over the Colts. Um, yeah. But what are you – And what they're is your... reeling. The Titans have gone one and two in their last three games. Yeah. Well, and, and that and one they... win was a 20 to nothing win over Jacksonville, which, which was really not impressive, impressive if you talk no. to the, the Titans I mean, people. Urban Meyer, yeah. he's a heck of a coach. Oh, wait. He just got <laughs> fired, didn't he? You know what? Yeah, let's see. It's like, just... it's like Brandon says. It was kind of a low shot. You shouldn't kick a man when he's down. Yeah, that's a little shout out to the rap god. Uh, rap god has been on top of it lately, and uh, by the way, glad to hear Brandon's okay. He had a little fender bender the other day, but he's he's fine. His uh, his delivery truck, not so much. But uh, big shout out to to the rap god there. Uh, yeah. So, Ian, what's your prediction for this weekend? Uh, I'm gonna say, man, I'm gonna say. Steelers, twenty four to twenty three. Holy jeez, another heart attack! It's fantastic. It, we're we're not gonna blow them out. We're it's gonna be close, right? Like yeah. Ryan Tannehill's gonna make some plays on third down with his feet, and we're all gonna be pissed off about it. They're gonna, uh, you know, we haven't stopped anyone running the ball, so I'll be shocked if even though Tennessee Tennessee's line is really good, their offensive line mm-hmm. is other than Very Cleveland. Tennessee might have the best line in the league. 
Um, you know, the, the way they come off the ball and just blow guys off. Like God. Uh, you think we can hold them on to 175 yards rushing? That'd be that'd be nice, uh, wouldn't it? Well, and that's and that's just it too. It's like you gotta you maybe maybe yes, maybe no, but it's kind of a bend but don't break thing too. Like mm-hmm. you can let them run the ball a little bit if they don't score points. But if they start scoring points on you, then you're screwed. Yeah. Um, well, like I was saying, keep it within 21, and then they, they yeah, go yeah, ahead. Well, that's, that's then go say. ahead late in the game and let, let Ben call yeah. his own place. So Don't you've got 24-23. Uh, ben, 24, what, do, what do you got then? Yeah, so they're going to move the ball. They're going to kick a lot of yeah. field goals, and Ben's going to lead us back at the end and score a couple touchdowns, and we'll win. Okay. I love it. Ben, what do you got? I, I think the that the, the Steelers are going to beat the Titans. Yeah, and they're going to beat the Chiefs. Whoa, and then whoa, gonna lose. whoa, whoa! Hang on, and then they're going to lose to the Browns and lose to the Ravens and go eight, eight, and one, and we're all going to be furious, apoplectic. Wow. So I'm preparing myself emotionally for this process, which I believe is going to take place. Ian will laugh and make it even worse. Um. I, I will say, on social media and make it. Worse. I'm going to say Ben gets his. This will be his sixth fourth sixth fourth quarter win if he gets one this week. Fourth wow. quarter win, game winning drive. Six one season this week. That's awesome. Steelers uh, twenty three, Titans twenty. Ah shit! Yeah, that's what I had to. I had twenty three twenty. I I think it's we're going to find a way. Uh, I think we'll play in spite of next week too. Couple days and off, then, and, we'll and then we're gonna we're gonna be like, yeah, they're gonna go out undefeated, and then they're gonna shit the bed. Our pre-Christmas show, uh, looking ahead to the Kansas City game. Um, hi, kids. Yeah, yeah. Hi, children. Santa's watching. All you little kids out there in podcast land, don't be yeah. like me. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Jesus. No, Ben gets coal every year. Uh yeah, shit. What else? Hey, make sure you check out the website, steelcityblitz.com. We are on Twitter at SC Blitz. We are on Facebook hey, at Steel City Blitz. Yeah. I got Instagram one of those fucking well. Santa hats. I'm gonna wear it next week. You should. I I, I got one. I just gotta dig it out. Um we but, should all uh, wear them. They're great hats. Right. We'll all no, wear not. them. We'll we'll they are we'll not. Make... yes, they are. They're yeah. dumb. They... See, I'd wear it like this, but I wouldn't wear it like out. I, I, my wife hates oh, it when I wear it out. I wear it out. I don't oh, care. really? I, I wear it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on game day, yeah, I wear it. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. I've worn it. I've worn this to the games. Yeah. Huh. Well, pre-Christmas game coming up, so uh, we'll yeah. see. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks once again for tuning in. All you have right, been listening everybody. to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And, and hey, go Steelers! Ravens suck. Oh, yes, they do.